You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Dan Van Alstein, President and COO of Ruan. Fresh off his stint as chairman of the American Trucking Association, Dan Van Alstein, President and Chief Operating Officer of Ruan, returns to update us on his time with the ATA, policies he championed, people that he met, and an overview of the ways the industry has changed and continues to evolve. With issues like electrification and staffing on the table, what's in store for trucking as we head into 2024? Joining us today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast, the return of Dan Van Alstein, President and COO of Ruan. Dan, thank you so much for coming back to the show. My pleasure. Great to have you back. Um, I just want to say right now that we are recording this after a not-so-insignificant game. Uh for the Packers against the Chiefs. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Dan, uh, are you feeling the love for Jordan Love right now? <laughs> well, what a, you're obviously a professional, Jeff, as you start off with the positive. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, uh, the folks from the Packers organization don't call me uh, to talk about uh, Packers, and I don't call them to talk about trucking, so... I'm not certain I'm in a great position other than I've been a lifelong fan, of course. Uh, really, uh, I think we're starting to see a very um, immature team in terms of both their experience and I think chronologically, uh, and they're growing up. And that growing up is being, I think, experienced in uh, some confidence, some trust. You think about young people in, in any profession, in any part of our society, uh, they're building relationships, and I think to get when we were together last time, we talked about the critical importance of relationships. And these young men are developing relationships, meaning there's trust, uh, there's confidence, there's a willingness uh, to disagree and to be able to challenge each other. And I think that we're seeing that all manifest in some really improved football play. Excellent analysis. <laughs> well, speaking of trucking, uh, let's get into that then. Uh, you're about a month out from uh, your uh, term as a chairman of the board uh, for the American Trucking Associations. Uh, it had to have been a busy year. Have you been able to uh, start unwinding and take some time off yet? Uh, we, we have. It, it has really been um, an incredible experience. It really has uh, given me perspectives, uh, views of our industry that I just would have never had before. Um, I really found, it, while it was certainly challenging, Jeff, there were days and weeks where trying to balance the obligations at Ruan, uh, coupled with uh, the requirements of the chairmanship. Uh, there were some very long weeks, but uh, I look back now and I reflect on what I learned and hopefully what I impact I had Um you know, our, our industry is just is made up of countless stories. And for me to have an opportunity uh, to see the names, to see the faces rather, and to learn the names and to feel the passion of the individuals. I re I'm reminded of a story of an opportunity I had to meet a family. Uh, the mom uh, of, of the family was uh, kind of the bookkeeper. Uh, the daughter-in-law was the dispatcher, the son-in-law, or the son rather, was someone who was kind of involved in everything from uh, commercial aspects and in contracts and some of the, the uh, backroom stuff. And the father was the driver. And these members of this four family, they really just were um, salt of the earth. There was pride in their eyes as to what they did every day. 
there was satisfaction that they gained in knowing that they were out uh, creating value every day. Uh, and that story, that opportunity to meet that family has stuck with me all this time. And, and I know it will be with me for a lifetime. That's a great story. Uh, speaking of creating value, uh, can you give us a, a quick rundown of what you did as chairman uh, for the association? Um, and uh, you, you talked about some challenges. Um, can you go through some of those challenges? What was the most challenging and, and maybe what was uh, one of the most rewarding things other, other than that story, which seemed pretty rewarding right there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think uh, an important part of the, the role of chairman and certainly as a face to uh, American Trucking Association's um, there was an awful lot of time I spent in Washington, D.C., uh, trying to promote our agenda, everything from uh, environmental policy to uh, workforce development. Uh, I really found that to be uh, something that it was really rewarding for me, and I believe I was able to make an impact. I think when you have the opportunity of meeting with legislators, uh, you're not there as a lobbyist. You're not there as part of a lobbying organization. You are there. Uh, representing our industry and being able to talk firsthand about the challenges that happen at Ruan, what's happening in our com in our company, uh, that has real impact on on legislators. And I, to be very honest, I didn't appreciate uh, that aspect of the of the the chairman role, and yet it was one that I found most rewarding and I think was most impactful because you could truly sit with legislators. Uh, and make it real and to talk about how these policies and these regulations are affecting companies and affecting individuals and potentially affecting individual livelihoods. Uh, because you didn't appreciate it, I guess there's no foray into politics for you anytime soon. <laughs> uh, you know, the reality is uh, I, I would not do well in politics. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the truth is that that's the way the game is played. And while, frankly, there was times I would leave uh, somewhat disillusioned from uh, from D.C. Uh, this is how things are done. This is uh, unfortunately and fortunately how our country is governed. One of the early opportunities I had was to attend the State of the Union address, and uh, that had profound impact on me because while it's, it's somewhat um, theater, I'll call it, it's essential. It's important theater because that's how our government is run. And so... Um, Again, I think it, you can sit on the sidelines and complain, or you can get in the game and try to make a difference. And I know that's what ATA is doing. I know that's what Ruan is doing. And in, in, in a small way, I hope that was what I was able to do. Yeah, it may not be the best system, but it's our system. <laughs> Absolutely. And compared to what happens, uh, again, early on, I had an opportunity to travel uh, to Brussels and Geneva. And you think about trying to, to uh, you think about trying to, regulate and create policies that are right from Missouri and right from Montana here in the United States to think about what it means for uh, the European Union uh, trying to deal with different countries and trying to find co uh, consensus and common ground. Uh, so while there are certainly many warts uh, in our system, uh, we're still, I think, in a very inevitable position relative to how the world sees us. Right, right. Now, uh, speaking of that legislation, were uh, there any uh, bills that you uh, were really passionate about advocating for in, in your position there? I think the, certainly the, uh, there are, are a number of them. I think toward the top of the list for me is workforce development. This need for our country to find good quality uh, workers is something I think uh, is, is critical. And we advanced in a couple of areas to try to create 
um, opportunities for younger people to get involved in, in trucking. So the apprentice program that we created, um, it, it's, while it's still in the pilot phase, I think was a big victory that allowed us then to get to talk with individuals when they're 17 years old and 18 years old and, and find themselves not ready for college, not wanting to go to college, or perhaps not ready for a trade. Uh, being able to talk about the great opportunities within our industry within trucking, I thought was uh, one of the really important impacts. And hopefully the pilot will play out that we can, in fact, truly create this uh, opportunity to allow 18-year-olds to be uh, driving on an interstate level. All right. Now, uh, in your time there, uh, you were probably rubbing elbows with some important people. Uh, were, were there any uh, individuals that stood out to you that uh, you were really jazzed to kind of meet and work with? Well, uh, th there were. I had an opportunity to uh, to uh, shake hands with President Biden and put aside politics and whatever your views might be in terms of what uh, ideology you might find yourself aligned with. Uh, he, he is the president of our country. And uh, for me to have an opportunity to meet him was something that was really special. I had a great opportunity to meet a number of uh, legislators, uh, both in the Senate as well as in the, in the House, that uh, care about our, our country in a great deal and care about our industry. Uh, Senator J uh, Joni Ernst here from Iowa was someone who is uh, just a passionate, effective leader. Uh, Ashley Hinson, who's a House of Representative member from Eastern Iowa, was another individual that truly, really good people that care about uh, advancing uh, the agenda of our nation. And uh, th those are really great opportunities. Uh, Senator Pete Ricketts from Nebraska, very passionate about alternative fuels and what it means in terms of just going down this path of electrification. So those are individuals that um, it was a, a treat to meet, not necessarily because of the positions that they hold, but importantly, how they see our country and what they see as the challenges. And most importantly, what they see as the solution. Yeah. Uh, one more uh, key individual that uh, you got to work with during your term there, uh, Dean Key, uh, America's road team captain. What was it like getting to travel with him? Oh, my. Thank you for bringing him up. Uh, Dean is just um, a phenomenal ambassador for our industry. Uh, Dean is a driver for us. Uh, he, he's a driving team member that lives in, uh, a little north of Des Moines. Uh, has been with us for a little over 10 years. Just an outstanding professional. Uh, he is uh, very passionate about uh, our industry and the importance it plays in delivering a standard of living we all enjoy. Uh, he's articulate. Uh, he speaks from the heart. Uh, he is truly uh, someone that I am proud to be a part of his team, proud to be, uh, to call him a friend, and I'm very, very proud for him to be a representative and ambassador for our industry. Uh, speaking of that, then, uh, is there something that you're most proud of uh, in this past year uh, for for Ruan or for uh, the industry in general? I have to think about that for a moment, Jeff. I believe um, as I think about the, the time and the travels and the connections that I made, uh, as I shared earlier, this is an industry that has countless stories and it has millions of people that are professional and, and dedicated uh, and I think, I believe that I had an opportunity to have connections with um, many of those people and to be able to listen to their concerns, to know that they had their, their issues are considered for me to serve as, uh, as kind of the face of the industry for the year. 
I believe on an individual basis, I, I really was able to connect with people and to help them understand uh, the importance that they play. On the other side, I think I talked about legislators, but there were other associations and other groups that I had the opportunity to address. Uh, and I was very, very passionate about what we do every day matters. Uh, standard of living we enjoy, uh, the opportunities we create is something I'm just really, really proud of. And I believe on an individual basis that that authentic, uh, passionate view of our industry, I think, connected with people. Yeah. Now, how about uh, looking down the road a little bit? What are uh, some of the top issues that you think uh, need to be addressed in the transportation industry? Obviously, you've gotten uh, a lot of it um, addressed uh, there already, but uh, what about uh, down the road? What do you see that still needs to be um, massaged into shape? Yeah. Well, I think this this whole decarbonization um, initiative, Jeff, is something that as an industry and frankly as a society, uh, we just have to be far more open-eyed about. I think we have to create honest dialogue, which um, I don't know really exists and, and not to pick on, but this is clearly initiatives uh, from California. And this idea that the best and only way to, to uh, zero emissions decarbonization is electrification. Um, that's just in, in, in my view on a personal level, and I believe it's shared by many in our industry is just far too narrow. The timelines and the mandates that they have created are unrealistic and ultimately will create failure. And so we've, I think from my perspective, we need to create a more collaborative mindset where we look at uh, what our industry has done. And you look over the last uh, decade, uh, last couple of decades, we've made great progress in, in reducing the emissions from our trucks. And I believe that uh, that's demonstrable, that is real, and having uh, an opportunity to create uh, very collaborative, uh, constructive uh, conversations with state and federal regulators uh, to really look at things in a more realistic fashion. If you look, for example, specific example today in a diesel truck, a, a driver can spend maybe 15 or 20 minutes uh, fueling up. And that truck uh, can drive then for 1,200 miles. And, it, and in uh, electric uh, in a situation, that truck probably will take anywhere from four to six hours to charge and probably has a radius of 300 miles. Oh, wow. Uh, those are real statistics. Those are real statistics. And so when you start to think about what it means uh, in the, on a practical sense, it Basically, if you do the math for what, what it takes for a thousand diesel trucks to haul today, it will take 1,334 electric trucks because of the time that's required. Uh, there's other issues with the weight that's involved. These trucks uh, basically um, are uh, about 16,000 pounds heavier, excuse me, 8,000 pounds, 8,000 pounds heavier. And those are real issues that, again, we want to have honest conversations and say, what are the consequences? What are the impacts? And how do we address them in a collaborative, collective fashion? Clearly, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. Uh, is that what you will be focusing on now? What's next for, for Dan Van Elstein? Yeah, I, I will continue to stay heavily involved in ATA. I'll be continue to stay very involved in the Iowa Motor Truck Association you know, I have been in this industry now for a little over 42 years. Uh, it has delivered great value to me on a personal level. 
as well as uh, to my family. And so I want to continue to stay heavily involved and help influence and help shape both at the state and, and federal level legislation around our industry that is right for trucking and, and right for America. All right. Now, uh, where can we send the audience for, for more information and uh, to hear more from you? Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, it's ruan.com, R-U-A-N.com. Uh, we have a great many resources, talks about the capabilities and services we bring to market. Uh, we have a, a storied uh, history of uh, 91 years being in this industry. John Ruan, uh, our first driver, our, the founder of our company, um, there's, a, there's a great background about him, and he truly uh, represents the grit and the de- dedication and the fortitude that I think is really a part of our company today. So uh, whether, whether you're interested in our services or just curious about how we began, please go to Ruan.com. All right. Now, we're well into peak season now, so I'm sure you're going to be plenty busy. But uh, best of luck to you, uh, to Ruan, and, uh, of course, Go Pack Go. There you go, my friend. Thanks for your time, and it's great to connect again, and happy holidays. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore I-L and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.